my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Welcome to Before Breakfast, a production of iHeartRadio. Good morning. This is Laura. Welcome to the Before Breakfast podcast. Today's tip is about how to make conferences a better use of your time. I've gone to a great many conferences over the years, and when I was first doing so, I would often get frustrated by the whole experience. I'd spend a lot of time studying the conference booklet, trying to figure out which panels to attend. I'd finally choose one that looked most helpful, and then it would be, how shall I put this, boring. I might get one or two insights sitting in a 90-minute session, and that's better than nothing, but I couldn't help feeling like I would have a higher rate of insights per minute by skimming a book. And since I'm an introvert, reading a book often feels more appealing than dealing with crowds. Plus, reading a book is cheaper than flying somewhere and getting a hotel room. But then at some point I realized conferences aren't just about the panels. You need some content to justify an event, which is good for me because I now make my living giving speeches at conferences. I also know that inviting people to be on panels is a good way for conference organizers to make sure certain bigger-name people in any given industry attend. But fundamentally, the main point of a conference is to bring people together. A conference gives you a chance to see people in person that you only know virtually, or to renew face-to-face ties with people you don't see frequently. Real relationships can be built with only occasional interaction, but that occasional interaction is very important. The week this episode first airs, I'll be attending the American Society of Journalists and Authors Conference, where I'll say hello to some people I haven't seen in person in three or four years. But when we do see each other, it will remind us of what we like about each other. It will nudge us to work together on things in the future. I'm excited just thinking about the projects that might happen. If you recognize that conferences are about strengthening relationships, then that gives you permission to approach the whole thing differently. You don't race out of a conversation in the hallway to get a better seat for a panel, because most likely, the conversation is a better use of your time. But over years of interviewing successful, well-networked people, I've realized that the real breakthrough in using conference time well comes from planning ahead. It's great to bump into people in the hallway, but it's even better to make sure you know you're going to see the people that you want to see. So, before you go to a conference, Study the list of attendees. Some conferences publish directories in a conference app, but if not, you can do some detective work. Call your friends in your industry and ask if they're going. Ask who else from their organizations will be going. Post on industry discussion boards or Facebook groups that you're going. 
see who else is too. Look through the list of presenters and sponsors and figure out who you've engaged with online or met tangentially. Figure out who you'd like to get to know better. Then, figure out how you can make this happen. One option is to set up lots of coffee dates. You could park yourself in the convention center or hotel Starbucks and set up coffee dates all day long if you wanted. Feel free to schedule these close together because, unlike job interviews, it's totally fine if they overlap. An overlap is actually kind of nice because it allows you to introduce people to each other. And the odds are good that if you wish to know two people better, they'll probably like each other as well. Of course, you might not know some people well enough to set up individual coffee dates, and some people don't like committing to certain times. They want to leave themselves open to opportunity. And at a conference, that's understandable. So a good way to make a get-together more casual is to organize a happy hour where people can come and go. You and one or two other people commit to being at a venue during an early night of the conference, maybe even the night before it starts so you can get a jump on things. Then you all invite people to swing by. Some will come and you'll get to know them better. You'll find out what they're working on and what they hope to get out of the conference. You'll have friendly faces to keep looking out for during the entire event. Some people you invite won't be able to come, of course, but organizing an event gives you a reason to reach out to them. If you do bump into them later at the event, you'll have the feeling of knowing each other virtually. Your face-to-face meeting is almost like a second connection. In any case, if you've organized a happy hour where you're pretty sure five people you really want to get to know better will drop by, and you've set up four coffee dates, you won't worry about whether any given panel is a good use of your time or not. You already know the conference will strengthen your relationships. Anything you learn in a panel is just a little bit extra, much like that free water bottle you snag from the exhibit hall. So, today, think about any upcoming conferences or professional development events you're going to. Think about who you could plan to get together with. Figure out how you'll make it happen. And if you've got a strategy for making good use of your time at conferences, please let me know. As always, you can email me at beforebreakfastpodcast at iheartmedia.com. In the meantime, this is Laura. Thanks for listening. And here's to making the most of our time. Hey, everybody. I'd love to hear from you. You can send me your tips, your questions, or anything else. Just connect with me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Before Breakfast Pod. That's B-E, the number four, then breakfast, P-O-D. You can also shoot me an email at beforebreakfastpodcast at iheartmedia.com. That before breakfast is spelled out with all the letters. Thanks so much. I look forward to staying in touch. Before Breakfast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey, listeners. I know you love mornings. And with nearly 300 beaches in Puerto Rico, each one is a reason to wake up early and catch a picture-perfect sunrise. Puerto Rico has nearly 300 miles of coastline, and the island's diverse geography offers everything, from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water, to stunning black sand beaches, and 
beaches perfect for water sports. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com.